Hello all, and welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 94, and today we're talking about Alone Together. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. Happy birthday, America. Yes, it will be the 4th of July when this goes out. So, clap, clap, clap. And today we are covering Alone Together. Which is very interesting that we are alone together. I mean, nowadays, like, when's the last time we've had... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Uh, Dakota couple... was on just last yeah, week. Like, Where were like you? A week ago, you guys had three people. Never mind. I don't know anything. Well, that's your job. I don't think I, I don't think I've recorded an episode, though, with anyone but you for a good long while, GC. Hmm. All right, now let's... Let's talk about this firecracker of an episode. Man, I, I think I think Garnet had the same reaction that a lot of people <laughs> did. Yeah, she was she was like on par with the fans. Yeah, Ms. Sugar may as well have said, Hey crew, look at the fandom. <laughs> uh there's a couple little things I'd like to talk about before we get into the real meat of it. One, uh I was looking back through the subreddit again and I noticed somebody pointed out uh, <laughs> during the, during the part where Stevani goes into the big donut and talks with Lars and Sadie, she tries to pay with... Oh, she's used a three, or there have been three dollar bills in the show before. Uh, Sadie paid Steven with one in Watermelon Steven. Oh, like... Yeah, she paid him with a three and a two. Really? Uh, never mind. Yeah, but I, uh, I know what you're talking it, yeah, about. Yeah, it was hearkening back to the phrase, queer mm-hmm. is a three dollar bill. But no, that wasn't that wasn't just a Stevani joke. That was Oh, and I guess I guess I should just we should just come right out and say that I don't know about you, Hunter, but I'll probably be calling Stevani she for the duration of this podcast, since it feels much more comfortable than saying <sighs> they. Even though I know the Crewniverse. I I'm going to tr- I'm going to try my hardest to call Stevani they. I don't I, I don't call I don't know anyone personally. Because I know the Crewniverse tries very hard to refer to Stevani as they. I mean, I asked a question specifically where they would have to use a gender-specific pronoun to answer, and they used they. So they're... But... And I, I can see in the episode that they're going for her being androgynous, but I think the design is more feminine than masculine. Oh, absolutely. Um. Anyway, I would like to talk about a few little things because this is a very important episode like not only to the fans but for the show itself like taking a leap like this as a show sort of sets it apart from just a wacky kid cartoon you know oh yeah there was a there was a lot of like very adult message in with alone together and we also get with sardonyx some very oh absolutely you know kind of adult concerns regarding fusion i mean there's some argument over whether fusion and sex, how close they are, but I think yeah. you can agree that, like, sex is, like, at least analogous to some fusion. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, I feel that it's safe to assume it's more so a draw towards a metaphor for human empathy, or not, not empathy, intimacy, a, yeah, a metaphor for intimacy, not so much like sex as a as a ver as a specific facet of it. You have Pearl stretching and saying it's been such a long time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there there's some little like uh, like wink wink nudge nudge jokes, but I think overall it definitely has to do with just intimacy as a whole. 
Yeah, I mean, you, know? you are literally merging your minds and bodies into one, so... Yeah, which, you know, it's it's a good metaphor. It's a pretty intimate experience. Yeah. This episode, I feel, is sort of the one that a lot of people point to when trying to explain the progress that this show has made. And sort oh, of yeah. the, the bounds that this show has gone to. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking like, as a fan of the show, I liked it for just such a close look at what fusion is like and I it was really disconcerting to watch, but it's also disconcert it's a disconcerting experience for Steven and Connie, so that's why we're so confused about what's going on too. Yeah. I mean, every time I watch that bit when after they first fused and formed Stevani and it's like, why is your foot or why is your sandal too small for it, it, there's a lot of confusion when Stevani's not really aware. Yeah, why is your shoe too small for my our foot? Like, yeah, that's that's a cute moment of like getting used to this. But it's funny because Stevani seems to be slipping into first person pronouns rather than third person pronouns. Even then, before becoming aware of you know the fusion that has occurred. And so I thought that was really interesting, but I can't really figure much out from it, you know? Yeah, that's... Well, I don't know. Fusions are still a little shaky to us. They're a little... They're somewhat in the realm of the unknown as like as to how exactly they work, which I think is always going to be the case. I feel like the melding of these two personalities into one person is never going to be completely explained in a way that we are going to be able to understand completely like a hundred percent we're always going to be a little yeah okay i'll take your word for it with with a with a couple things i'm sure we'll get there eventually we just need steven to fuse with some gems i'm waiting and hoping so hard for his new fusion i mm! i'll say it again i want a steven jasper fusion so bad how cool would that be (laughs) that would be the coolest of all the people, I doubt it's going to be Jasper. Yeah, it'll probably be Lapis or Peridot or Garnet or Pearl or anyone except Jasper, really. <laughs> I want to see him fuse with his dad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, oh, Steg. Super universe. <laughs> oh, that would be beautiful. He'd have hair again. <laughs> Long flowing mane. And he like rides a top lion and he gets that painted on the side of his van. Yeah, he gets the, has the sword and shield. Oh, it'd be too cool. That'd be too cool. Yeah, I mean, this, 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 would be, this would be the start of Greg's comeback tour. I yeah. Oh. You know, Stephen and Greg performing on stage and then they, they fuse Rainbow Court style and bust out the most wicked guitar solo in the history of rock. Oh, the world's not ready. No, it isn't. The world isn't ready for what a Stephen Greg fusion can do. Like, no one would buy another album ever again. They just listen to that one forever. Spotify? Nah, no thanks. I got the new Universe album. Anyway, I would... Speaking of music, the music for this episode was fantastic. Yeah, even at the beginning, when they were when they were trying to teach Stephen to fuse, I'm really disappointed that that track was never posted. It's just a fun yeah. little... I like it, but it's it's not up. Yeah, like, even if you don't look at the ramifications that this episode puts forth for itself, 
just visually and musically, this episode is incredible. Ah, uh, yeah, the color palette was really nice. It's All the so pink beautiful. outside. It's a beautiful episode for your ears and for your eyes. It's incredible. It was a beautiful night out, and then when then at the rave, I like how everybody's using the same contrasting colors for their yeah. outfit. It it goes so well. And then you have that green bug that really sticks out of the scenery <laughs> right after we saw Peridot. So uh, Enough with the green bug. Oh, but the green bug is so awesome, even though now we I mean I hope nobody ever really, like, seriously thought that it probably was Peridot, but, you know, you can always think, what if it was? Uh, it's not. I know. But what if it was? But it? Okay, okay. Anyway, yeah, we have, a, we have a lot of good tracks. We have the track where they're dancing, which they never posted, and I'm really disappointed. We have the Alone Together track that Steven plays, which is... While maiming his phone in the sand. Ugh. One of my favorite tracks. Like that was pretty the, good. Probably my favorite track of the series. I gotta be honest, my favorite song from the episode is the Kevin Time song. Yeah, Kevin Time! I, I don't mean, know, that whole, uh... That's, that's kind of my secret, though. It's always Kevin Time. What, what's it called? The, uh, the track that, um, Sour Cream plays. It's like an 11 minute long song called, uh... Well, they, they just have the... They have a long thing and it's several different... It's like four different songs in one track. Yeah. It's like a fun time at the party or something. Ah, uh, um... I don't know. I thought it's it was like, like cool at the party. Oh, yeah. Something like that. It's it's something about a party. But yeah, Sour Cream. I want... Maybe it was cool in the club because I thought there were two C's. That might be... I don't know. I don't know. But I would love for them to... Uh, that'd be a good bit of marketing to do to just release a sour cream album that's like like they did for uh like how they did with overwatch where they released some lucio tracks okay it's called be cool at the club yeah that's right and, and yeah we could have or like they did for league of legends they had pentakill oh yeah yeah yeah. that'd be cool at the club <sighs> all right we're done we're done here <laughs> Uh, sorry. Sorry, I, I milked it. Alright, and one last thing before we get into it. I've said before, and it is an unpopular opinion, that, like, pre-season two, I did not like Amethyst. That's fair. And this episode, there, there's a very good... I've talked about this phenomenon... Uh, in in a way that uh, Amethyst acts, and I've never had a really good example of it, where she she everyone says, "Oh, but she's the funny character." No, she just says stuff and laughs, and it's not funny. Like where she like, it, I finally have a good example in this episode where they're talking about her. Uh, they're talking about Stephen fusing, and Amethyst Amethyst says, uh, "Oh, what's gonna? Who knows what's gonna happen next?" Who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, I like that line. I swear to God, GC! You're part of the problem! <laughs> uh, oh, come on. Did you not smile when she did the whole look at Garnet? Part? Okay, that part, that, part was, that part was cute. But it was because of Garnet! Yes, but Amethyst's reaction uh, was great. It was, it was classic Amethyst. Whatever, maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm in the wrong. I'll take that. Well, I'll, I'll be, I'll, earlier in the series... I disliked Amethyst, but I think by this point in the series, she was getting there. Yeah. 
I definitely love Amethyst now. I think Amethyst is fantastic now. I'll say that. Well, she did fix that shoulder strap. Yeah. That darn shoulder strap always bugged me. Yeah, always bugging me. God. But anyway, it's pretty episode. Good sounding episode. Now let's uh let's talk about what this episode's about. So Oh boy. This is Steven in his quest to finally fuse, because every like everyone can fuse, he's seen them all fuse. Yep, he's seen Pearl and Amethyst, he's seen Amethyst and Garnet, and he doesn't know it yet, but Garnet is fusion all the time. Yeah, that was that was a cute little moment. Like it's it's really hard for us. Not, not me. For me. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know now. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was it was kind of obvious. <laughs> we say we say it was obvious now, but even back then, everyone was like, "I don't know, man." It's even back, it. I think by this point in the series, most of us were treating most of you know the obsessive ones were treating it as a given that Garnet was a fusion. Yeah, it it was it was pretty it it was pretty obvious. I'll give you that. It mm-hmm. was. It was kind. Of, oh, that's why he's pink. Anyway, but while they're dancing, there's a lot of, like you were saying, there was a lot of little things where it seemed a little sexual, I will say. Like when uh, Garnet pushes Pearl against the wall. That was... Yeah. The, yeah. I mean... Yeesh! I, I like how Pearl blushes yeah. and then goes right <laughs> to normal. Okay, now you try. Ugh. Getting a little heated here while I uh, open up my collar a bit. I liked how I liked how Steven and Amethyst were goofing off and it's kind of funny because even at this point in the series we know that's probably the most likely path to fusion if it doesn't matter if you're doing the complicated dance it's that you're doing the same dance and you're on the same mental wavelength yeah what also surprised me was how garnet was going about it because i'll i'll be honest this whole like situation of all the three gems getting together and teaching him like yeah you gotta you gotta kickball change step one two it doesn't it doesn't seem like Garnet to me. I feel like Garnet would lay down some ethereal wisdom on Steven. Oh, like about linking his mind to the energy of all existing matter? Yeah. <laughs> you know, some like deep seated samurai jack stuff where he just eat like she just lays down some knowledge and then he's a master, or he at least gets it to some level. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what Garnet's thought process was during this I think the idea was to teach Steven how to dance. It'll be easier for him to fuse with the others. I mean, you'll notice that they were they were having some group dancing with all four of them. It's like, hey, you gotta make that temple fusion. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just... I feel like Garnet knew this wasn't the best way to do it. Or I feel like she would have known. Because I think the Steven and Amethyst just, you know, clowning around having fun... That's fine for when you want to fuse two gems together, but if you want to fuse the four of them together and get some temple fusion action going on against a homeworld invasion, then you have to know how to dance with a group. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I don't think I don't think that's the best way to start him off with fusion, though, of like going straight up to Alright, all four of us now. Yeah, it probably would have been better for to kind of encourage him and Amethyst to do the Macarena a bit more. <laughs> that was cute. Oh, Steven, you cutie. But, uh, I mean, 
Garnet has the future vision, so really any mistake, since the show, everything always works out in the end, any mistake Garnet ever makes, we can just say, oh, well, she knew it would all be okay. So, <sighs> that... It's really annoying her having future vision. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to weigh in any comment on future vision at this time. I'll I'll wait for an episode when future vision is covered again for me to give my two cents about future vision. Yeah, we we mm. But then after he you know, he sort of clowns around and he can't really get the the whole fusion dance. I mean, he can't even throw Pearl against a wall. I mean, he was just right there at crotch level, man. He's too short to he's too short to dip her. I, <laughs> funny enough, funnily enough, Connie was actually the one to dip him when they fused. He's just a cute little cinnamon bun. He can't. Uh, you gotta understand your strengths, kid. Well, he is like physically strong, but he's not a he's not a great ballroom dancer, which is yeah. I think. Well, I mean, you know, the throwing somebody against a wall is a little racy for ballroom dancing, but like what they were doing towards the end, maybe, maybe we could count that. I don't know. I don't know anything about ballroom dancing. Yeah, that's okay. I don't either. Yeah, but it's a really good representation here of Stephen learning all this stuff and not quite understanding it and going to his friend... Who has nothing nothing to do with the gems at all, but still... And just sort of, ex- like, explain it. There's a really good article that I'm going to want to leave in the down belows for the rest of the people to read To read that really goes in-depth about uh, the episode and just sort of really explains, like, uh, all the behind stuff. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, there's, there's a really good article that explains the Alone Together episode in a very in-depth way that I cannot even begin to try because I'm a big bumbling word boy, but I'll leave that in the below and I'm going to try my best to express why I think Alone Together is an important episode. Paraphrasing, of course, from this article because it is damn fine. Does it have anything to say about Stevani's panic attack? Uh, her panic attack at the, uh... Dance. At the dance. Yes, yes it does, which I would also like to cover of... This is the first time... Or I think this is, like, the most representational that this show has ever gotten. Like, normally with the show, if something... if Like, if something bad's happening, something bad's happening. Like, you see it on screen, and that's the bad thing that's happening. It's I don't think we've ever, like, delved into the psyche of a character and had physical representations shown to us as like a disco ball yeah like like when like during that scene when stevani is like nervously babbling nervously babbling toward like at the crowd that's staring at her and you know the the crowd like grows towards the sky they're all looming down looking at her and a disco ball sort of envelops around them it that is the first time i think that we've seen this such a representational view of a character. Yeah, I mean, Stefani is like big time on the. She's just having trouble perceiving everything at that time. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting because it was it was a real switch for the show. I, I I feel like a lot of people didn't quite see that coming, the way they handled it, like they did, which was fantastic. 
You know what? I, I just realized a parallel between Alone Together and Jailbreak. Both times you have a aggressive, pushy person who the audience isn't supposed to like demanding that somebody dance with them. And both times the person's like, okay, I'll dance with you, but you're not going to like it. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that at all. Huh. And of course, Stefani had her, you don't know me, moment. You don't know me! But yeah, it was, it was... This episode is just, it's, it's brilliant. I'll say that. It's brilliant. So yeah, if we've learned anything, it's that if you're in Beach City and somebody doesn't want to dance, don't force the issue, because they'll say yes eventually. Very, very good representational metaphor for intimacy itself. You know, like this, this show covers pretty much, like, I'm, I'm glad because it would have been all too easy to just sort of continue on from Stevani having fun and just have her have more fun and be like, yes, intimacy is wonderful. It's a beautiful thing. Like most progressive type forms of media try to be because they, they, they have to be on the defensive, you know? Maybe we'll eventually get an episode like that, but that sure ain't what we got here. I don't know, because it's it's definitely a dangerous thing to just be like, yes, intimacy is fantastic, it's a beautiful thing, it's a wonderful thing, without also explaining the risks of intimacy like like this episode does, which I think it does very well. I wouldn't say that this episode talks about the risks of intimacy so much as, as the discomfort that can come from it. That is a risk. I'd say, I'd say it is. I mean, of course, it's all in a very abstract manner. I guess if you're talking about if if you're talking about putting yourself out there, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's what I'm referring to, of just the putting yourself out there and having expectations that don't exactly quite get met. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, neither of them have ever been to a dance before. Yeah, this is their this is their first real dance, you know, and they're dancing together, and you know they don't exactly know what to expect, you know. It's that perfect line of this is what this is how cool people are supposed to look, right? I don't. It... No, if only Connie knew how cool we thought she was. Connie, you're the coolest. You are the coolest. But yeah, mm. there's there's this wonderful moment that I didn't quite understand at first, but after watching it a couple times and reading a couple articles, there's this beautiful moment where after Connie gets the two donuts and she's sitting by herself alone together where she takes the two donuts and they're you can definitely tell the representations of connie and steven and yeah she puts them together and asks are you okay and she pulls them apart we can stop and she puts them back together no 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 it's fine don't worry about it of this wonderful semblance of a message that uh, i these words in my mouth ah uh this beautiful message of sort of acceptance and like not don't don't be pushy about it just this whole experience is about the both of you feeling comfortable with each other and yourselves and a hearkening back to what garnet said you are an experience yeah you're not you're because you're not really two individuals anymore like if we look at this if we look at this from the standpoint of it being a representation of intimacy if it's two people together, you're not really two individuals anymore, you know? You're not really functioning as individuals. You're functioning as extensions of each other, but you're also not completely another person. You're not one person together. 
you're an experience. And I think on the balance, Devani was a good experience. You know, I, Kevin notwithstanding. I think so too. I wonder if we'll ever see Kevin again. Um, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think I think he was created for his own use, and he's a perfect foil to Stevani. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's very he's very emotionally closed off. Yeah, that's but true. just like Stevani, he is a very proficient dancer. Although his skills come from. I guess a different kind of passion than the one Stevani embodies. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean that literally. He's like a virtuoso, yeah. and she, Stevani isn't even trying. Yeah, that's that's an interesting like, way to look at it. He strives for mastery, and you see how he regards the others who aren't who haven't mastered dancing the way he has. That's his. Passion. You know what? You're right. You're right. I wouldn't quite say a perfect foil, but Kevin definitely is quite an effective foil, at least. Quite an effective foil and almost a polar opposite to Stevani. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's Yeah. I wish I was more poetic in a way that I could explain how I felt about this episode perfectly. But I can't. I just want I just want to get out there that this is a beautiful episode that teaches a lot. I feel like this episode should be shown to anyone like anyone on the cusp of becoming a young adult. Or not even becoming a young adult, just on the cusp of, like, going into high school. I don't know. They brought out the big guns for this one. Ms. Sugar was on the board team. Yeah, it was Sugar, Floredo, and someone else. Mitroff. Mitroff. What, what else? Did I it? hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's Mitroff. I think I've heard that. Oh, and you should have seen the wonderful drawing of Stevani that was posted to Tumblr by... I think it was Ms. Mitroff. Hmm. Oh, it was beautiful. What was it? Um, I would, it would take me a while to find it, but I'll I'll see if I can find it and link it. It was great. All right, you betcha. But I just, I really want to recognize how important this episode is. Like, not only as a series, but to people. Like, this, this episode means a lot to a lot of fans. Like, it means a lot to me. It, I just wish I had the eloquent skills to express that thoroughly. But for now, you're just going to have to take my word for it, that this episode is incredible. It tells so much in so little time. Yeah, I mean, for 11 minutes, this this has a lot. Yeah, an incredible amount of content, an incredible amount of message. Go back and rewatch it. Do it. Like just Just watching Alone Together, I was amazed. It's like, there's only four minutes left, really? But they have so much to get through. Yeah. But they did it, and it didn't feel rushed at all. I was feeling the same way. I wonder if Stephen and Connie will be invited to the next rave. I hope. I hope. It'd be a nice nice return of Stefani. Although I still want to see her fighting with a sword. I uh, I also want to see her dancing at a a rave full of cool people. I just want to see her in more episodes. I just want to see more of Stefani. Yeah, I mean, we saw her... This was really the only episode she was, like a part of like she was yeah. in she uh, had a cameo in we need to talk but that's it yeah that was yeah because that that episode was about greg and rose i want another episode about stevani we can only hope heck we can have an episode about stevani and never even have stevani in it i i want an episode with, with steven and connie having the awkward conversation about stevani 
I think it's a little late for. That I know it's a, I know it's a little late, but I want I want that. I don't know. I want as I want as much as I can get. Mm. Well, again, we can only hope. Is that everything you wanted to say? Um, let me check my notes. Um. Oh, uh, one last thing. Stephen and Connie are adorable. Yes, they are precious. <laughs> Just dancing at the at the rave while glow sticks rain Gosh. down on them. That's that was another beautiful thing I thought that when they finally like tore apart back into Stephen and Connie, they just sort of laughed it off and you know they like they it were was, having fun finally. You could cause... you could see the panic in their eyes. You could see the relief. The relief. You could see just this culmination of everything that had happened that day sort of rushed through their heads, and then they just laughed and they started having fun again. They weren't. They were no longer alone together. They were together. Yep. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. We're getting really close to Summer of Steven, or whatever they're calling it now. But we have we have some more recapping to do. So we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. Peace out, kiddos. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it's peace out now. Yeah, I can change.